Oh my god, I hope you've been straightening your pubic hairs because this is the straight hair convention. If you got curly hair, grab your nearest straightener and, and get your hair straightened. I don't care the length of your hair. If you're bald, find someone else's hair. Find a dog. Find, find a mustache. Grow something. I don't know. Grow the fuck up for once. You know? Why don't you, why, why, why don't you, why don't, it's not that expensive to get, to get a, a, a straightener. Yeah? Yeah. We're going to have this conversation right now. You, we, I, I, we talked about this, episode 43. You were going to come here with straight hair. And here I am with curly hair unprepared. So really, I'm kind of just projecting this on you. And, and it appears as if the mic can't handle this noise. And so I've changed things. We're changing things up, everyone. This is the way things are now. No one is allowed to have curly hair in the year 2021. We all have to be the same. We all have to be on TikTok. Gary V is our god, and we are drinking wines from his wine list. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 43 of Get Up Podcast with Josh Dowie. If you've never watched the show before, I basically talk for as long as I want about whatever I want, and maybe sometimes it's funny, maybe sometimes it's interesting, maybe sometimes it's just me talking about myself, and sometimes maybe Jovi will walk through the through the thing. Say hi, Jovi. Hey. There he goes, his little bear crawl through through the thing, and he's and he's off you know and he, he'll be coming back and forth and, and you won't even notice but i will and i'll try not to make to, to let it ruin my focus um what's what's happened in the last week um i've picked up some new habits i'm really trying to turn over a new leaf with my penis just kidding um but um there is a thing i'm trying to do these days which is the wim hof breathing i don't know if you guys have heard of the wim hof breathing or the wim hof method before but basically it's just a method of breath hold and breath work um, and I just find it interesting. It's, it's just a, a, a popular method of breath work. Um, it's not overly woo-woo in terms of spiritualness or benefits it will bring to you. That there, We're not espousing the magic powers that will make your penis grow several inches. It will make every Subway sandwich be perfect with, with the right amount of spinach and pickles. And, and, and they won't ask you what the toppings are because they already know. You can just walk into the Subway and go, I'll take the usual. And they won't ask you any questions. Well, that's that's how I wish it would be. Sometimes sometimes the su the subways are great, you know. They'll give you a, a a shit ton of toppings, but other times, you know what? They don't know what they're doing, you know. There are some people who are just like that. Like I have had times I've walked into subway, had no one greet me, no one has come come up to the front, and I've waited there for like five minutes and just been like, you know, this could be the day that I make myself a sandwich. You know, this this could be the day where I I make a change, and I am Josh Doey from Subway. Um, and, and it's, it's really just a toss up. You know, there are some subways where they pile that shit on. There are some places where they, they take the cucumber slices. I don't put cucumber on my sandwich, but we're just going with it. Um, they'll take the cucumber slices and just like, put them everywhere, you know, you know, just lay them about everywhere. It's a fucking, it's a Lego convention and you're all invited. But, um, sometimes, um, they will just take like three slices and like, meh, meh. Yeah, and then and then I'm like, what the that that's not cucumber. It's like it's like I'll just have a bite of it and I'll just wish that there was more, which is maybe what they want with their marketing tactics. I don't know. Maybe maybe Subway wants me to come back. That's probably what marketing wants. Hey everybody, it's me, Josh from marketing. We're gonna make everybody come back to Subway by giving them far too little for their fucking toppings. Ah, oh, dang it! This is my impression of the person who's got their sub with far too little toppings and. Oh, damn it. There's far too little. I got to come back and give them more. That's like, I guess that's what they're thinking with that place. But really, I think what'll keep me coming back is like, just give me 
everything. Give me too much. Make it so that I can't fucking close the sandwich. You know, make make it. Give me give me a pizza. Give me whatever I want. Subway. That that's what I want. I want Subway is is the whatever you want place. Because what what other place? What other fast food joint? Uh, um, on the level of McDonald's, A and W, and Beeswax. What's like a what's a, what's a, what's another what's another fast food place? Uh, In and Out. Along those lines, Subway is up there with places that'll give you fucking stomach aches after you eat it. Um, but, but, but that's the point I'm trying to make, which is that I don't remember what I was saying. Um, but I have noticed that I have started getting stomach aches from going to Subway, so I'm probably going to stop doing that. The Wim Hof method, right? I was talking about the Wim Hof method. So that's something I've been doing. Um, there's a YouTube video online, a little tutorial that you can follow along. It's fairly simple. Um, basically, it's just 30 in and out breaths uh, or three three sets of 30 um, cyclical breaths, which means like a cycle, right? A cycle, a cycle, a cycle, a bicycle. But um, really what it means is like there is no pause between the in-breath and the out-breath. It's... You're just that that's how it goes. Um, so you do three sets of 30 and at the end of each set, you do a breath hold. Um, you start off with 30 with a 30 second breath hold and then a one minute breath hold and then a one minute and a half breath hold. And that's what you get on the beginner tutorial. And so I've started with the beginner tutorial because, sure, I want to spend money on on the app and get all the cool features. But I want to make sure that this is something that I want first. So I'm just going to keep watching the beginner tutorial until there's something more to be desired from that, because it is a thing to be trained. You can train yourself to hold your breath for longer. Of course, I can make myself hold my breath for longer by just hitting the pause button when I'm doing the breath hold stuff, which is actually an option that Wim Hof, the man himself, um, tells you that you can do. So what what more do I really want from it? I don't know. Maybe there's a way to make it harder. I like to make things difficult for myself. That's why I have issues. <laughs> All right, guys. We got to make things tough for ourselves because it's, because it's 2021 and we're not fighting bears. You know, we're not, we don't have to go out and collect berries. We don't have to, we don't have to bear arms. We don't have to get beers. You know, <laughs> let's go get some beers after this. But what I'm trying to say is that in the modern era, we, we have to create struggle for ourselves if we don't have it already or else we'll be unhappy. Right? Is that a thing? I don't know. But with the Wim Hof thing, um, I, I still sometimes struggle with the breath hold. Um, thir- like I impressed myself with the 30 seconds the first time I did it. And then I did the minute and a half and halfway through the minute and a ha- uh, halfway through the minute and a half one, he goes, you're doing great. I'm like, I am doing great. I'm doing so well. Like I did like as, as soon as he told me I'm doing a great job and that I can let go of the breath if I choose to, I started crying. I've been doing a lot of crying this week. Um, about separate things, you know? Um, one was was tears of joy. I was on a date and I heard something very nice. Ah, don't we love to hear nice things, you know? I was on a little little date at an Italian place. It was delicious, it was really cool and fun and the person who, who served us was a person that I had worked with um, in an acting workshop. So that was a cool, nice surprise. You just got to hang out um, with me and my date and we just like would talk about acting and she was like, oh, yeah, sometimes I get three auditions a day. I'm like, what? What? Really? Wow, I want that. And I, I got really jealous. Um, but we also talked about cool things, other things I didn't get jealous about. Another, I cried twice that night. I cried the other time because I missed my family being together. Whoa, deep, right? Let's get, let's get deep for a second. Yeah, it's just, you know, family spread out. You know, I got a brother in Calgary. I got a brother in Vancouver. He wants to isolate himself. Nice. Good, uh, good job. 
Um, I got a mom who's in Texas. I got a dad who's in who's in the interior BC, living in a house he's built himself. Um, so there, there's not a whole lot of unity. And so while I was in that emotionally open space during that date, uh, she went for a little pee-pee. And uh, while she was doing her pee-pee, um, I was like, I miss my family. <laughs> and I started crying. And she came back. She was like, are you crying because you miss me because I was doing a pee-pee? And I was like, no, I'm actually crying because I miss having my family together. Weird moment. Oh, a little awkward. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, and then, yeah, the other time I cried was from doing the Wim Hof. It was just it, it was a really cool and beautiful feeling. And if you haven't tried doing the Wim Hof breathing and you have 10 minutes in your day, which everyone does, um, just try it. And there, there's a lot of interesting, cool little intricacies you can discover with it. Like um, I find when I'm holding my breath uh, that my body tenses up in weird places. And when my body's tense, it's harder to hold my breath. So while I'm holding my breath, I'm trying to also just like relax all the different parts of my body. And then your body gets like these cold rushes while you're doing it. And I guess that's just your body cooling itself down. Um, and there's just all this cool, interesting stuff. You pay you pay attention to your, your heart beating and all that. And just it's I don't know. There, there's a really cool feeling when you just you just give into the experience and you decide to just not breathe. For a minute and a half because most people don't think that they can do that like you ask anyone how long they can hold their breath they're like ah oh, 15 seconds i don't know uh yeah 15 seconds that's how they would answer that they would say it twice but um it, i really impressed myself with a minute and a half in fact sometimes i push it to two minutes and it feels really fucking cool and there's this interesting feeling and it could just be lightheadedness but like it there, there is this interesting feeling i get in the minute and a half where like i don't know things kind of flash red for some reason maybe i'm like dying but um also, I just get this weird, overwhelming sense of peace. So I've been starting my day with that. That's that's a new part of my morning routine. And because of that, because it is a kind of a meditative acti activity, it's tough for me to maintain having meditation and the Wim Hof breathing as part of the routine. But that is something that I'm working towards. And that's what I'm working towards telling you uh, is that part of the morning routine is I want to wake up, do the Wim Hof breathing for 10 minutes, and then I am trying to work my way up to doing an hour of meditation per day. Uh, because that's what my friend Josh does. And we communicate and we, we talk about how to level ourselves up as human beings because it's just it's really cool that as a human being, you can kind of treat yourself as a video game character with skills and things that you can just level up all the time. So why not play life like it's a game and constantly level things up? Sure, we live in a capitalist society where everything's got to be moving in one direction all the time, escalating. But like also, like it feels really good to be better than you were yesterday. And may maybe the fundamental roots of, of that lies in... I don't know, modern society. Maybe there is some weird fault at the root of it that I haven't thought to yet. That like, why why can't you just be happy with where you are? I think that that uh, achievement and fulfillment are the same side. Like they are two sides of the same coin, which is something that Tim, Tony, I can get these names wrong. Tony Robbins has said, he said that achievement and fulfillment are two sides of the same coin. Because I think there are a lot of people who are just like, oh, I must achieve everything. And then there's some people who are just like, yeah, I just want to be peaceful. And like, everything is in its place. But like, you can have both. I think I think they're, they're, it's, a, it's a balance. So there's a balance you can have there. So I I, I just, yeah, level yourself up. If, if there's something you want to be better at, be a little better at it each day. Like something I heard on another podcast, which I bring up every time. I'm like, oh, I heard this on the Joe Rogan podcast, but like grease the groove. Greasing the groove is, is how you get progress. It's not like big leaps and bounds to get better at something. It's just grease, do a little bit every day, escalate it a little bit if you want to. And like, don't burn yourself out, but just like do, do enough every day. And then eventually you will be better. 
and that's just the way the cookie crumbles. But um, also one of the things that uh, that Josh brought up with me, Josh from Store Blog or Store, I guess I don't go by Log anymore. Um, store, the, the amazing parkour team YouTube channel. Um, he gave me a bunch of books to read. He gave me a list. So right now, the book that I'm breaking into right now is Psycho Cybernetics. Um, because it, it sounds like turn your brain into a computer and let's figure out the code. Like, that's just what I get from that. That's just how that feels. Um, so those, those are some, some life things that I'm currently working on. Um, and feel free to improve your life along with me. <laughs> All right. Let's be better people. All right. Maybe we're shitty people. We're going to become better together. Okay. Um, and also in, in tandem with the Wim Hof breathing, I'm trying to do a little bit more cold exposure. Um, back in 2017, I did a full year of just cold showers, no hot water. Um, that was fun. Also hell, um, because I was um, partially living in a place where the climate can get as freezing as minus 40 degrees. And it's really hard to take a cold shower when it's fucking cold outside and all you want to do is be warm, right? Yeah. But I'm trying to find a little bit of a balance with that. And that balance for me is just going and jumping in the ocean. Like tr I'm trying to once a day um, if, if, if I, if I can manage it, because just being in the cold ocean, like even in the middle of winter or the later half of winter, because we're moving into spring. Awesome. Um, just doing that is so exhilarating. Like I just sit in that water. I'm like, what the fuck? I feel grateful to be alive. Everything's cool. Like that's just, that's the feeling I get from that. And like, why not give yourself that feeling as much as possible? Like, why not just like snap yourself into the realization that like everything is beautiful. Everything's in its right place. You are the person that you should be and you are moving in a good direction. And that's how I feel from doing that. So, and, and it's not a fraudulent feeling because like I am doing all these things to, you know, make myself a better person and progress and stuff. And like that doing that cold immersion and just being in the ocean, looking around and like, I see the mountains in front of me and I look to my left and there's open ocean. And I look to my right and there's, you know, the city and behind me is the beach and underneath me is my asshole. So like, it's just, it's just beauty in all directions. And, and that's something that I really enjoy. And I'm trying to do more of. Um, so we're going to break into next a little art review. So I did a art piece here. Um, this is called Pickle Rick. This is my take on Pickle Rick. Um, and this it's a painting that I'm finally proud of. That's an interesting way to put that. Um, because originally I had done this up um, with... Uh, if, if you're an audio listener, go fuck yourself, I guess. Sorry. But I'm, I'm presenting a painting now. Um, so this painting, uh, it's got a nice emerald green border. I love emerald green because Pokemon Emerald, that was one of my favorite Pokemon games. I almost said parkour games, but store is making a parkour game. Whoa, you always got to talk about store. Yeah, they're my friends, okay? Oh, wow, store is your friends. But um, so what we have here is a bunch of like weird, cool, aquatic, like swampy tones. And we got some punctuation of some fiery orange and yellow. Um, and I didn't plan on this being Pickle Rick. I just painted it and then I decided what it looked like. That's just kind of how things work with me. But yeah, I just decided this is kind of Pickle Rick. And part of me was afraid to call it that because Rick and Morty kind of has a cringy fan base, but also it's a fucking genius show. So yeah, this is kind of getting a Pickle Rick vibe from it. And I used to hate this painting because I had done it already um, and I ruined it. Um, I, I had a bunch of yellow here. I don't know if you can see viewers, but there's a lot of currents. You see a lot of currents and brush strokes in here. This used to be just like a flat blue. And then I wanted to punctuate it with some, some yellow here as the hair and other things. Um, and I got carried away with the yellow. I was like, let's give him a beard. And then I just like, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, fuck. I, was, I, I went from loving it to hating it. And then um, I was talking to a friend on the phone and she just said, why don't you just paint over it? And I was like, 
wait, you can do that? And so I did it. I did that. That's really cool. Because um, I've always been more of a minimalist, not not a minimalist, but I using as little as possible. What is that? Skimpy, stupid, frugal? I don't know. But I never realized you could just paint over it. That's pretty cool with paint. So that's nice. I went from hating it to like, I, I like this version. I added a border. I gave him a little mohawk, wherever the fuck that is. And yada, yada, yada. And I looked at it and I was like, it's Pickle Rick. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm working on another art piece right now. It's this. I don't know which direction it goes yet. I don't know what it is. It kind of looks like a playground slide. Uh, it's a little bit more abstract. It's a little bit more moody. Um, and my process with this was that I'm just trying to have each color have a distinct feel. Um, with the red, for example, the red is kind of streaky and sharp. Um, the aquatic blue in the background is kind of just the base. I didn't put much thought into that, like a little bit more water-esque. Um, and then the dark blue here, which also has little points of green on it to look kind of like earth for some reason. I just wanted the blue to look like kind of water, so I made it very blobby. Um, it's not done yet. I'm probably going to um, put a little yellow background on there. Um, also, I put some green streaks, which I don't know if you can see. I just I really like the green that I mixed for the Pickle Rick, and I decided to just put it somewhere. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the other art piece that I'm working on right now. I really don't know what it is. I, I, I guess the way that it looks right now is like um, like a children's slide slash ladder put together, um, like, like, a, like a children's slide on a playground. And and that's probably what that'll be. And sometimes when you paint stuff, you just you don't know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing most of the time when I'm painting. I'm just like doing what I feel. And a lot of the time I'll just, I'll make a face. That's, that's where I like to paint a lot of the time. And I think I want to not move away from it, but I want to explore away from it. Um, because I, I'm, I am exploring 3d art, not, not like 3d animation, but I've found this quality, um, uh, with acrylic paint where if you have heavy body acrylic paint, you can just like drip it and 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 glob it and put it places and it just stays there and it's like a like a layer like it's not like a like a flat painting where everything's on the same level it's like it gets to have like peaks and valleys and and voodoo and children and that's that's the subject for today children i'm not having any anytime soon so um i wanted to make a little retraction because I, I made a statement last week about being an actor and doing auditions and stuff and talking about I, I, I talked about how um, important it is and how difficult it is to make the correct choice um, because I learned something very critical or at least I, I developed a principle for myself, which I find very critical. And that's the cool thing about acting is it's very Zen and you're constantly just developing and, and redeveloping um, your own idea of what acting is. And that's that's why I'm excited to pursue it is because just the, the the Zen aspect to it, like like you have to do that to get better at it. I guess I don't know. Some people are just good at acting and they don't have to think about it too much. For me, I got to think about it a lot. So my retraction is it may not be about exactly doing what you think the casting director or the director wants. Um because that's kind of where I was last week. I was like, oh, fuck, like, like, it's so hard to choose what I think they want. But like, don't like, it's it's fairly simple to understand what the character is based off the breakdown, which is like, it explains what the character is. Uh, and then you, you know, you read the script, you do your script analysis and stuff. And you know, you try not to go outside of the lines, like don't, you know, have your character be secretly an alien. Like you just don't, you don't, you don't do that kind of twist, because it just fucks things up. And it's kind of like a, like, a, like, like, 
it's like depth, but it's shallow. You know, you want to make the character deep, but only because you wanted to make him deep, you know, instead of just like having a lot of details and then that is the depth for the character. So my retraction is that I think making choices is just a matter of bringing yourself to the role because I went to uh, an acting class and I, I was at a couple acting workshops and I'm always talking to my friends about acting. Um, and one of the, one of the things that I, that I heard that really resonated with me is that the best choices that you can make are the choices that you make because you're you the choices that you like, like the, the, it's, it's, it's an almost not even a matter of choosing. Like maybe people outside of you regard it as choosing or as a choice, but really to you, the choice wasn't even a choice because it's just how you do things. And that's the best thing that you can do as an actor, or as, as an actor, I think this is my current theory is that the, the, the best choice within the confines of the script and the character is to just bring yourself to the character and just, you know, show them you living as that character. Because, you know, even if you get it wrong, at least you've shown them that you you're that you, you you've shown them an aspect of your own personality and you've you've shown them yeah, I guess you've you've shown them who you are. And then if they see that you've got acting ability, they'll know that they can redirect you and, you know, nudge you in the correct direction. Or you could end up doing something that they had never thought of before. And they're like, wow, that's really cool. I want to add that to the character. That's excellent. In fact, I had an audition earlier today where I got to do that. Like I was just, I was shouting one of my lines and a little, little singing came out and I was like, whoa, maybe this character sings when they talk. And I just kind of added that to a few things. And then all of a sudden I've made up a character with, with continuity to his traits. I thought that was really fucking cool. Um, oh, and there was one more thing. Oh, oh yeah. I think it was something that Joby told me, which was that um, you should, like, a as a person, if you are awesome, which you probably are if you're watching this podcast, you should just know you're an awesome person. And when someone gives you the opportunity to audition for, you know, their production or for their cartoon or whatever, they're, like, you, you don't have to feel like the desperate, low-level person that you feel like you may be. Like, you, you don't have to feel like someone groveling for a job. Oh, please give me a job. I'm going to try my best. Like, you could also choose to treat it as, um, I am someone who works very hard on my craft. I really believe in myself. Um, and they've given me a chance to show my craft. You, basically, you could just say, I'm the shit. Here's my work. Like, the, just those little changes in thinking, I think, really go the distance. It, it just really shows a level of confidence that I think people would be looking for. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking to myself here. But I, I made a little change with that where um, I was supposed to do um, a slate for this voice audition where I say, Hi, my name's Josh Doey. I'm with this agency and I'm auditioning for the role of this. But instead of saying blah, 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 I said, Hey, you're listening to Josh Doey from my agency playing this character. Which was just me saying like, Hey, um, this is my take on this character. If you like it. Let's go together. Let's 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 have some fun. Let's make some magic and let's see what happens with that. I'm I'm really excited about it. It was for a kids cartoon and that's really cool. Um, watching cartoons as a kid was thrilling for me because I always wanted to be a voice actor for the cartoons as well. Like I would just like watch them and be like I would just make voices along to the cartoons. Like I would hear guys say something interesting and go like, oh, watch out! I got a I got a briefcase full of dicks. And I'd go like, oh, briefcase full of dicks. Like I would like try and like replicate the voice. Uh, and then when I would like go out and play pretend with my friends, I would like, you know, change my voice and stuff. 
Um, so that, that that's why voice acting is so dear to me. Yes, yes, indeed. Jovi, where are we at for time on the on the camera here? Wow, that's great. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap it up there. So thank you guys very much for tuning in. Thank you, Ravioli Spills, a.k.a. Brody, for tuning in and dropping a comment. And thank you, Tom Taylor, for dropping a comment as well. I didn't know that you watched the podcast. So yeah, thanks for joining me, guys. And um, make sure that you will never be the, the person who will destroy the moon. Yeah? yeah.